I was very distraught to hear of somebody's experience just some days ago. This is a teacher who teaches some religious classes to teenage girls. Uh, when I say teenage, I mean uh, upper teenagers, not, not, uh, not young teenagers, but upper teenagers. And women, girls who can be married very soon, within the next few years they could be married. And what was really interesting is that they were, the majority of the, those girls in that class were saying that we don't want to get married. So the teacher asked, why don't you want to get married? What's the issue? Why don't you want to get married? Because people, you know, have always historically wanted to be married and settled down. Why don't you want to be married? So most of these girls there, they say, we don't trust men. We don't trust men. What's the issue with men? Why can't you trust men? Oh, they're all liars. They're all deceivers. I don't know how I'm, I mean, I'm in front of men now. I don't know how you feel about that, right? If that's a representation, a correct representation, or do you feel affront, uh, affronted by that? Do you feel bad about that? Or do you think that's a, that's a true reflection and that is a reality? So they prodded a bit more. They asked a few more questions. What is the issue? said, they're all liars. And as this person is telling me this, uh, they're explaining to me the other a few things about this. They said that some of the girls were saying, we're not going to marry anybody who's, got a, who's online, who's on social media. So then this teacher asked them, aren't you on social media? Yes, I am on social media, but I'm going to get off. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to delete my profile very soon, meaning I'm going to delete my profile. Now, there's a lot of things that are built into this. And I think what they were talking about is toxic masculinity. That's what they were complaining about. That men, we can't trust them, they're liars. There's a lot of cultural baggage that comes through. They don't know how to treat women. There's a lot of that discussion that's going on. So when I was being told this, I was shocked. That you've got the majority of a single class saying that. That then reminded me that there's somebody who's telling me that he has got within five or six houses around his house where he lives, there are three women who are over 40 years old and they're not married yet. So this is a, quite a big idea. This is quite an issue that people don't want to get married. I asked men, I asked a, a class of men just uh, yesterday or the day before. I said, how do you guys feel? They, were, and they all wanted to get married. So it seems like men want to get married, but the girls don't want to get married. And we're not saying this is across the board everywhere, but for one whole class to say this and then other people to, uh, to, to, to agree with this idea, it is very discon uh, disconcerting, very, very worrying. Because what's going to happen? You guys will not have any women to marry, right, if that, if that, if that trend carry, carries on. But what can we do about it and what is the real reason? My question to this teacher was, how can these girls say this? How can they say this? Because I've had many phone calls, uh, consultations. Once an individual called me and he says, I don't want to get married. A man, a man said, I don't want to get married. I said, why don't you want to get married? Eventually, I discovered that the reason he doesn't want to get married is he's seen his parents' life, their interaction, their conflicts, their problems, their animosity going at one another's throats. I happened to be with 10 other people that day. It was, a, it was an invitation I was at. So I said to him that, look, I'm, that you called me at this point in time. I've taken your call and I'm just going to mention to you that the way you're thinking is very wrong because you're only going by what you've seen in your immediate family. 
It doesn't have to be like that. People aren't all like this. And I'll give you an example right now with the 10 people that I am with, that I am around. So I happened to be with 10 people and I said, the 10 people here, I didn't, I didn't design this, I did not arrange this. These are the 10 people, right? Random 10 people here. I can tell you about all of them that one of them is not married. He's been through divorces, he's not married and he's single right now. Another one of them, out of the 10, he uh, was married first, then he got divorced, uh, no children, got divorced very soon and then found another wife and now mashallah he's got five or six children. So he's completely happy married. And all the other eight, they're completely married with children, mashallah, you know, happy marriages. That's a random collection of 10 people out of which the majority are happily married. And uh, there's one or two that have some small problems. I said, look at that rather than just look at what you're looking at. So my question to this teacher who had spoken to these girls is, don't they have anybody in their family that can give them a better idea of what it means to be a man? Give them some assurance and some trust and some satisfaction about what men are supposed to be regardless of what they see online on social media. Social media usually brings out the worst in everybody, usually, not always, but usually. So why are they judging men according to what they see on social media? She said, no, a lot of them were complaining about their own parents, about their own fathers, about their own brothers. What was the complaint about their fathers and brothers? So one of them, one of them complained, my father just beats up my mom all the time. She's been, he's been beating her up for the last 20 years. And she, she hates my father, but they just do these weird things just to carry on living life. But otherwise, he just beats her up. And it's almost like she's used to the beating up. So this should be, this should be reported to the police. There's no way this is going to end unless some police come into this, unless somebody else intervenes. That is really, really messed up. That is really, really messed up. Then I asked a number of other people. I was shocked by this. Like something needs to happen because as Muslim uh, leaders and imams, we need to worry about the community. That if girls don't want to get married anymore, we have to find this because what? We're going to have zina then. We already have zina. We're going to have zina. We're going to have fornication going on because humans have needs. You don't want to do it the proper way, you're going to do it the haram way. So it doesn't bode well at all for our community. So then I said, what is the reason? So there's multiple reasons. We're not saying girls are not to blame at all. There is definitely a feminist uh, agenda out there which has convinced a lot of women that men are, men are basically expendable. You don't need men. And there is that. That's an extreme though. That is an extreme. I don't think the majority... I, would, I wouldn't say that the majority of Muslim women have brought full sail in, you know, into that narrative that they just hate men for that reason. But there must be a contribution of that, no doubt about that. But we have to say that there are issues. So for example, there's a lot of favoritism when it comes in our families. The girls are expected to do a lot more at home than boys are expected to. Now look, traditionally girls didn't used to study. They used to do homework, housework. Men used to be forced to go out and work in the fields and go and bring an income in from, you know, when they left school, if they even went to school, they, young boys even, you know, I mean, not talking about, I'm not promoting child labor here, but that's what the way it used to be. Girls knew what they had to do. They were going to have children. They were going to bring up children. They were going to make the food, get together with the, 
you know, the local women of the area and sit and make, uh, you know, different things and have a good chat. That was their job. But now women are in university. Many times I go to talk to in, uh, in a university, two thirds, uh, two thirds are Muslim women and one third are Muslim men. So now they're going to university, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing is a different subject. They're going there. The parents want them to go there. They want them to get a good job. But then when it comes to exam times, the, 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 the boys, they get uh, to do no work. I mean, forget about exam times. In other times, the girls still have to do a lot of the homework. Not saying that they shouldn't do or nobody should do. When I, when I, when I, when I discuss and teach uh, regarding the tarbiyah of children, bringing up children, I speak about that particular age when they're close to marriage and they're upper teens. My encouragement is that we need to teach our children, especially our, our, our boys as well as our girls. So while girls need to know how to cook and iron and clean, all the rest of it, boys should know how to make their bed as well. Why does the sister need to go and, or why does the mother continue to have to make the bed of the, the son and he's 16, 17 years old and he wants to take over the world? He wants to be a big CEO of a major company. Now he's got dreams, but he can't make his own bed. He doesn't know how to welcome a guest at home. If somebody comes, the father's friend or something, he doesn't know what to say to them. He's like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure in my life, you know. He has no idea what to say. Assalamu alaikum, how are you, uncle? You know, really nice of you to hear my father. I'll just call him or I'm not sure he's not here today, but would you like to come in? You know, they have no sense of that. They don't know how to tighten a screw. Something leaking, they have no idea. They don't know how to pay a bill because the mom and dad pay their bill. The father pays their bill. They don't know how to do shopping. You give them a list and they'll go shopping and pick up the first brand they see, whether it's the most expensive brand or whichever brand. They have no idea because we don't teach them that. People aren't teaching their sons. They think they just have to make money as long as they're doing good at school. If that's something that people worry about, that's cool, that's enough. So this kind of mollycoddling behavior, right, to boys or girls is bad. But then if you're doing it just, to, just for the boys and not for the girls, then that's even worse because that's seen as discrimination. Subhanallah, I mean, what do I tell you? Somebody just yesterday, while I was mentioning this, he brought up the idea, he said, in the local community in London, I think it was, he said that somebody was, uh, parents brought the, her, their daughter to uh, the imam or the, the scholar and said that she wants to change her gender. A Muslim girl wants to change her gender to become a male. So he asked her, like, what's the reason? He got, you know, what, what is the reason? Why do you feel that way? Why do you feel confused about all of this? And why would you, why are you considering changing your gender? Allahu Akbar. You know what I, what she said? Completely ties in with what we're talking about today. She said, because my brother gets better treatment at home than, my, than I do. My brother gets better treatment at home than I do. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Subhanallah. So because of that, she wants to become a boy so she can get better treatment. And a lot of this is cultural, bad culture. I love culture. You can't, nobody, nobody can be without culture. Remember that. It, life doesn't exist without culture. Now, if you're from a Pakistani culture, Bangladeshi, Somali, Indian culture, and you don't like that culture, you're going to have to pick another culture. That's all you're going to have to do. But you can't say, I don't have a culture. Because culture is us. 
Alright? You might have a confused culture of multiple things together, but everybody has a culture. Culture is whatever you do, the way you do things, what you like to dress as, what you like to eat as. That's just going to be a new, unique culture. That's all it's going to be. But you can't, devoid, you can't divorce culture. But what we must do is get rid of bad culture, bad aspects of our culture. Because Alhamdulillah, all Muslim cultures from different countries, which are varied, have very good ideas, very good points that come from Islam. But then they all, nearly all of them, have some bad elements, have some very bad elements. Like treating their sons better than their daughters. For example, forcing their daughters to get married to their cousins and they don't want to do that, or the cousin is not a good guy, but because you promised from their birth or you know 15 years, 20 years ago, you have to do it, or your biradari will will complain, or you'll be, you know, have to listen from people, all of this kind of weird culture. People leave their faith because of this, because they're forced to marry somebody that has no compatibility. Now remember one thing, if you've come into this country from another culture, as the majority of us, meaning somewhere have come from somewhere, then there's going to be a difference in the culture. The original culture can just never be maintained 100%. In fact, the culture of whichever country can't be even maintained even in those countries anymore because of globalization. We change, things happen, things are different now. Just have to understand, what do you want? What do I want? And we need to... SubhanAllah, I felt so sorry for these girls that they had nobody in their families even to reflect on and say, no, at least my brother's a good guy. My father's a good guy. I don't have to worry about, you know, I'm going to find somebody like my brother or father. If you're a guy and your sister can say that, you know what, I would love to have a husband like you in terms of behavior and character and akhlaq, then you're successful. But it's our parents' responsibility to try to bring up our children that way. And again, I'm not saying that there's women are not to blame at all or whatever, or there's not some misunderstanding there. All of that, taking all of that into consideration, it is a very concerning, very concerning. Because what we have now is that girls and boys don't want to get married until they're much older. Until they're much older. They just quit putting it off because they want to do other things. And there's a number of other issues that we don't want to get into right now. So we pray that while we need to consider all of these things and try to make that change, sort our own personal relationships out with our spouses. Go get some counseling, make some dua, think of it in a different way. 20 years of fighting doesn't have to continue to 30 years. It can change. Aus and Khazraj, they came together and became brothers after 70 years of fighting. You don't have to do that. And if we're just worried about our own businesses and our own careers and not focusing on our children like that, that's another issue. Are we contributing to this? Allah Ta'ala protect us from that. Allah protect us from that. Allah give us sound insight, sound understanding, sound tarbiyah of our children so that we can have healthy communities then we can be more, we can be better people, we can then help other people better as well. Otherwise, we're weak. Uh, the point of a lecture is to encourage people to act, to get further, an inspiration, an encouragement, persuasion. The next step is to actually start learning seriously, to read books, to take on a subject of Islam and to understand all the subjects of Islam, at least at their basic level, so that we can become more aware of what our deen wants from us. 
Uh, and that's why we started uh, Rayyan courses, so that uh, you can actually take organized lectures uh, on demand whenever you have free time, especially, for example, the Islamic Essentials uh, course that we have on there, the Islamic Essentials Certificate, which you take 20 short modules. And at the end of that, inshallah, you will have gotten the, the basics of uh, most of the most important topics in Islam and you'll feel a lot more confident. You don't have to leave lectures behind. You can continue to, leave, uh, you know, to listen to lectures, but you need to have this more sustained study as well. Jazakallah khair and assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.